the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And uh, Lundy, week four is now long in the rearview mirror. We are looking ahead to week five of the NFL season. And hopefully uh, we're licking our wounds and we are going to fully heal and get on the positive side after just getting bludgeoned by the books last week. So let's look ahead here to uh, some of the head-to-head matchups, and I'm just going to toss it out. Let's do it. Let's get down and dirty. Let's get bold off the bat here on today's podcast. I got a three-leg money line parlay that I've already locked and loaded because my friends at DraftKings Sportsbook gave me a free bet, and I said, well, a freebie gratis on the house? Well, let's get crazy with the cheese whiz, and that's what I did. So uh, give me Arizona on the money line to continue to hold steady at home and remain unblemished against the visiting San Francisco 49ers. We're going to see who's going to be quarterback. What's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance. Give me Las Vegas, who I think is going to exercise the demons of their first loss of the season against my Chicago Bears. And we don't know who's going to be a quarterback because Matt Nagy's an idiot. When he should just be starting Justin Fields. But we know that mandatory Montgomery is going to be out. And Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert are going to be in. And give me Minnesota to handle business against the hapless feckless, clawless, hello kitties of Detroit. Those three hit. Arizona wins straight up. Las Vegas wins straight up. Minnesota wins straight up. That is plus 162, my man. What do you think about that? I will see your 162, and I'll raise you to a 186, Brad. Give me New Orleans on the money line, New England on the money line, Dallas on the money line. Slap those together, 186. Ooh, that is bold, baby, Uh, and highly disputable. But uh, that's what we do here on the Fade the Noise podcast, giving you a little early appetizer to the main slate of NFL games in week number five. With that, let's get to the smorgasbord of sports betting Goodness on this hump day edition with another fade five. Number five. Oh, the Major League Baseball playoffs are underway. And if we would have potted yesterday, we would have actually had positive results, Lundy. And it's probably a good thing we didn't jinx ourselves <laughs> because you and I were all over the Red Sox last night. Uh, that cash, I was fading Garakol and everything because Fenway Park had been a house of horrors for him in the regular season. And it came through in a major way for both you and I on the parlays that we strung together. So let's look at the other game and go to the National League of the wild card matchup between the St. Louis Cardinals, who were searing in the month of September, uh, going up against the L.A. Dodgers there at Chavez Ravine. And I'm going to go with Adam Wainwright, the ageless wonder, over three and a half strikeouts. It's minus 145 at DraftKings, uh, and it's understandably juiced to that over. He went over this number in 26-32 regular season starts. Uh, he had one outing against uh, the Dodgers, an eight-and-a-third innings pitch back in early September. Gave a four earned and struck out four. Dodgers in the process. Now, LA's got the fifth lowest K rate over the last 30 days of any team in Major League Baseball, but three and a half just seems too low in a single elimination game. So I think Wainwright's going to come out and hopefully have the right stuff to get me the uno, dos, tres, cuatro Ks needed to cash the over at minus 145 at DraftKings. Fade or follow, amigo. 
I will follow. Folks, jump on this before that 145 turns into an even higher juice or that they don't wind up moving it, say, to four and a half. Because I do agree with you. I think it's too low of a number. The single elimination. This is all about innings pitched. Obviously, Evaldi got it done last night in part because he was out there on the mound. Kind of hard for you to do it, Cole, when you get yanked. Um, so I, I, to me, this is just a matter of Wainwright being on the bump. And if he's on the bump long enough, I think he can get up over this three and a half. It's not something that he's going to get done, I don't think, in, you know, boom, boom, inning one inning two and you're cashing he's got to be out there for uh, long enough to get there but this is too low of a number i'll pay the juice and take it yeah absolutely cash hopefully with the Cardinals. number four all right sticking with the major league baseball postseason theme uh let's go back to this matchup between the cards and the dodgers give me the under seven and a half runs minus 110 also pull this one from DraftKings. In the regular season in seven matchups between these two clubs, uh, the under hit just three of those seven times. Uh, the Dodgers, the 794 home OPS in the season, they average north of five runs per game at Dodgers Stadium in St. Louis, uh, averaging close to five runs per game away from Bush at 4.92 crosses of the plate with a 752 away OPS. Still, you got Mad Max on the bump. You got Wainwright on the bump. I mentioned Wainwright's success uh, here down the home stretch and Scherzer over the last 30 days equally as prolific in the ERA category 2.70. That's all he allowed over the last month of the regular season in the MLB. So I think this one's going to be a pitcher's duel. Both these guys should go deep into the game. Strong bullpen action, particularly for the Dodgers. Cardinals much improved in that category down the home stretch. So as a result, I'm feeling like a four to two, maybe three to two finish here in the end. I think the Dodgers going to win. It's going to be a nail biter, uh, but the under should prevail as well. So fade or follow under seven and a half runs minus one ten to DraftKings. Um, I'll follow Brad, but I'll tell you any of you that are trying to put together a same game parlay, I'm actually going to take this to eight and a half. It goes from a minus 110 to a minus 155, so it juices it up. But obviously, if you're doing a same game parlay, you're going to put these things together. You're going to wind up with a plus number no matter what. For some reason, I don't know, man. I just want that one run buffer just in case, especially, like I said, as a same game or standalone. I'm okay with this because I'm with you. I think this is going to be a very close game, and I think it will be low scoring. But I may, if I'm putting together that same game parlay, ooh, the last thing I want to have happen is lose out on a leg because of some random run that takes place perhaps late in the game when we're into the bullpen. So, like I said, same gamer. I'm going to push it up to eight and a half, but standalone, oh yeah, seven and a half. Don't screw us over! relievers number three all right let's go to the college football slate on thursday night we actually have two games i'm going to feature one right here coastal carolina all the chanticleers uh if you don't know what a chanticleer is it's a fighting cock uh and they're going to come out and slap around old arkansas state because that's what everybody's done this season i'm going to lay the chalk here lundy uh pull this one from FanDuel at 19 and a half and minus 110 on Coastal Carolina, ranked top 15 in the country, and deservedly so. They are number five in all of Division I college football in total offense, netting a galactic 528 total yards per game. Grayson McCall, their starting quarterback, listen to this, Luddy. He's completed 80.2% of his pass attempts. Uh, that's astonishing to me. Uh, maybe a future Denver Bronco that would be a nice little upgrade, say, over, I don't know, Drew Locke. Uh, hopefully, Teddy Two Gloves can get back on the field this oh, week. Oh, please, because be... otherwise, we're going to have Drew Locke and Mason Rudolph potentially oh, this weekend, and that oh, just makes oh, me want to barf. Oh, 
like projectile vomit. That's how bad that matchup is. Just take the under. I don't care what it is. Take the under in that. It's uh, at Broncos. forty. I can give you a preview. It's at forty right now. Uh, yeah, they're going to be lucky to sniff maybe twenty points combined in that game. Uh, maybe a three to two finish. It's safety at a field goal. That's it. Uh, it'll it'll you know mimic what the Cardinals and Dodgers post tonight. But getting back to Coastal Carolina, you look at Arkansas State. Uh, this is the worst defense in college football. Literally the worst defense. Are giving up. 51.8 points per game, and Lundy, 8.3 yards per play. Mind-blowing. Uh, Coastal Carolina, 53-3 to win over UMass, 59-6 win over UL Monroe. I, I think this is going to be like, they're probably going to hang 60. Hell, they could flirt with 70. They will coast to a cover, so don't fear the swelled uh, line here on the 19 and a half. I think they're going to cruise past it with ease. So fade or follow Coastal Carolina laying that 19 and a half minus 110 at FanDuel. Yeah, uh, Coastal Carolina getting back to the mascot, going to slap it down on the table um, <laughs> and knock them around. You just said that this particular line is swollen. I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Thank you're you. going to lay these points, and you're going to feel just fine about it because all Coastal Carolina does is score, and Arkansas State is not going to be able to they stop them. They just give so- up scores. That's what all Arkansas State does. So sometimes on these uh, midweek college football games, you're like, well, at least it's college football. For this one tomorrow night, I'm going to be sitting back going, well, at least it's a good Thursday nighter for the NFL. Yeah, no doubt about it. With that, uh, let's go ahead and put to bed MLB and college football and look ahead to that Thursday night game with our top picks plus bonus time. Number two. All right, let's get a little sneak peek of that Thursday night football contest between the visiting Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle Seahawks, and this should be a dandy of a contest from start to finish. Uh, and one bet I've already locked and loaded. Give me Daryl Henderson on an anytime touchdown. It is plus 100 right now at a couple of books, including points bet where I pulled this from. Uh, nothing yet on rush yards at take time of this pod today. Receptions, receiving yards. I am waiting on pins and needles for those props to actually surface. Come on, sportsbooks, you cowards. Give us a line. Uh, but I think Henderson will splash six. Uh, he is clearly the lead dog in this backfield over Sony Michelle. 79.7% of the opportunity shares what he logged. Played over 90% of the snaps last week. Uh, he's averaging 3.7 red zone touches per contest. 17.3 total touches per game and has scored in two or three games this season. Seattle, meanwhile, uh, they have been forgiving, to say the least, in the trenches, allowing 4.43 yards per carry, 128.5 rush yards per game, and three total touchdowns to the running back position. So I think Henderson plows forward, crosses the chalk for six, and scores me some cold, hard cash. Lundy, anytime touchdown for the former Memphis Tiger. Fade or follow. I love anytime touchdown bets. They have become one of my favorite things to do, whether it's standalone, whether I throw one of them in a same game parlay, whatever it is, I really enjoy these. And yes, knowing the generosity that exists up there in the Pacific Northwest, ah, those flannel wearing fans, sure, (laughs) proceed right into the end zone. We don't mind. Go right ahead. We'll be over here with a cappuccino in one hand and a micro brew stout in the other. Yes. Uh, Yes. Uh, Daryl Henderson. uh, Yes. uh, Splash six. Give me the anytime touchdown, and I'll take it now while I can get it at plus odds. Yeah, ram it on an anytime TD with Daryl Henderson. 
Number one. All right, Lundy, uh, let's go ahead and look to the Jolly Old England game. Uh, the only reason you might want to roll out of bed and shake off the hangover on Saturday night is because you got some action on Jets and Falcons uh, because it's the only way to make this game watchable and palatable uh, across the board because this is a disgusting matchup. And uh, I think the British are going to uh, invade us for a third time. We're, gonna, we're basically going to have another war after exporting this game across the pond. But, look, man, Cordero Patterson has been all the talk of fantasy. Uh, you know, he's really the show Otani, if you will, of, of fantasy football right now. The true ultimate hybrid, getting it done on the ground, getting it done through the air. Uh, and, you know, playing into that narrative, DraftKings and some of these weekly specials, they get really creative with what they can offer. And here's one of them. Uh, over 29 and a half rush yards, over 45.5 receiving yards, and at any time touchdown for Patterson. If he hits the thrice, gets that trifecta, four to one, plus 400 at DraftKings. And I think it's worth a low dollar wager. Maybe throw a half a unit on this sucker. Uh, he's only done this once, and that was last week against the Fighting Footballs. Uh, he had the six carries for 34 yards. He's getting six or seven attempts in every single game. Uh, on the ground so far this season, he had the five catches for 82 yards and a touchdown, which came on a blown coverage play. He is top 15 right now in yak per attempt at 3.19. Top 15 as well in yak per reception. Now, the snap share has been suppressed. Uh, his season high is 41.7%. Only played on 30.6% of the snaps last week. But when he is on the field, you know damn well he's getting the ball in his hands, whether on the ground or through the air. And knowing the Jets' vulnerability to running backs, uh, and particularly hybrid backs, they've given up 5.14 yards per touch to the position. I think Patterson's got a fighting chance of cashing in on this 4-1 to one to hopefully kick off your breakfast and your day right on Sunday morning in that matchup against the Jets. So, fade or follow, Cordero Patterson, the ultimate Swiss Army knife for the Falcons, over 29.5 rush yards, over 45.5 receiving yards, and he scores a touchdown, hits uno dos trace, plus 400 to DraftKings, hombre. Thank God you and I have the StreamYard broadcast on Sunday morning so that I don't have to watch this shit. That's <laughs> legitimately how I feel about this. Brad, you know, I've, I've actually said this for a long time. You've, you've been somewhat in this camp with me, which is I stay away from crap in the London games because I feel like it has been really difficult to predict. Now you add the paper airplanes against the yeah. burnt wings of of the falcons this is terrible this is an awful game they absolutely i don't even think they should bother to invade us i think they should be like look if this is the crap you guys have you just keep it to yourself okay <laughs> I, we do not need to keep sending them these crap football games um look I, i'm gonna get seduced by the juice it's the reason i'm gonna jump in on this i am concerned about his snap share you just brought up the numbers and i had noticed those earlier this week that his that his opportunity is getting suppressed a little bit let's hope that the trip over to london maybe somebody else gets sick i don't know bad fish and chips and uh, Cordell Patterson sees a little bit extra of the snap share because I think he's going to need that to get over this number um, and, and be able to get you to the four to one. But I'll take it at a plus 400 payday. That's awfully appealing. Yeah, look, uh, if uh, we're using the Roy Kent scale of expletives, it's it's probably at least five FUs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's, <laughs> it's really bad. Minimum. Uh, when it comes to uh, Falcons and I mean, Jets come on, Ted there. Lasso thinks this game sucks, okay? Yeah. Well, that's valid, and he's always cheery and got a smile on his face 
pretty happy guy. With that, uh, let's make our listeners happy in bonus time. What else you got, Lundy? Uh, I've got two for you. First of all, I'm going to go against what a lot of folks have been talking about. There's even some boosts out there on some of the books. Um, Max Scherzer's strikeout prop is at seven and a half. I'm going under. Um, I do. I think he's going to perform well, but I do not think he's going to get as many K's as everybody thinks. Um, as I look over the course of the last six games that St. Louis played uh, in the regular season, as uh, in total in the entire game, the team only went over seven strikeouts in two out of those six games. I think they're actually going to keep the yep. numbers suppressed for Scherzer. So we talked about the over on Wainwright, but I'm on the under when it comes to Max Scherzer. And then uh, kind of correlation, correlation, Brad. Bring we talk about correlating all the time. Bring everything together. You and I talked about the fact that we believe this could be a low-scoring game. Because of that, I can take St. Louis on the run line, plus one and a half, and it's only minus 115. So if I don't quite have the cojones to be able to take St. Louis on the money line, which I don't, I think the Dodgers are going to win the game. But at only minus 115, I think St. Louis can keep this close, and I'm going to take them on the run line. Ooh, I love that call, and I love the Scherzer call. I'm with you. I'm going to tell you on the under on Mad Max there because the Cardinals have one of the highest contact rates of any team in Major League Baseball over the last 30 days. Uh, I'm going to go back to one of those weekly specials, and let's, let's double down on Falcons-Jets. Uh, the other offering they have is Zach Wilson over 245.5 pass yards and throwing three touchdowns at plus 550. I think this is achievable. And the reason why is this. Atlanta stinks in its secondary. They're down Isaiah Oliver, one of their starters there. Yeah, they got A.J. Terrell back. And Fabian Moreau is just abhorrent. Uh, he is god-awful. And they're going to have their hands full in this game trying to contain Corey Davis and Jamison Crowder, who is back in action. And we'll see about Elijah Moore. But Atlanta's given up 7.89 yards per attempt through the air, 274 pass yards per game, and 11 touchdowns vertically. Uh, two signal callers this season. Jalen Hurts threw for three. Tom Brady went for five. Hell, Taylor Heineke had a hat trick last week. So I think Zach Wilson, in a game that may be a sneaky shootout because their defenses are just that leaky, I kind of like this over, 245.5 pass yards. And again, throwing for three or more touchdowns, plus 550 at DraftKings. And one other thing to monitor, if you're listening to the pod today, Chris Carson missed practice yesterday with a neck ailment. We'll see if he returns to practice today. If you want to roll the dice, you want to gamble that maybe he's going to be limited or inactive in the entirety of the contest on Thursday night, Alex Collins his anytime touchdown props right now range anywhere from plus 200 to plus 280. And that 280, uh, right before Tate Tank was at BetMGM. So, uh, again, it's a little bit of a dice roll. We don't know about Chris Carson's availability, but Alex Collins, he broke out the river dance last week, Lundy, on the 10 carries. Uh, maybe he sees an uptick in usage. And against a Rams front that's given up some chunk gains on the ground this season, a major vulnerability of that D. Uh, he may be able to splash six and make you some cash in the end. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Uh, follow Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a reading and a review if you enjoy this broadcast, would you kindly? And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the Noise.